I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hello, everyone. This is Danica. And this is Jan. And uh, today we watched uh, the Franco-Belgian movie Ernest and Celestine. Yes. Um, definitely first for both of us. Yes. Um, what were your initial reactions? I thought it was delightful. Just, yeah. Just really, really precious. I yeah. I know. I agree. The Yeah, pretty much everything about it. It was, it was very good. Um, very reminiscent of, I just, you know, very Winnie the Pooh-ish. And yeah. and also, do you remember the book Madeline? Um, yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, of course, you know, just, I don't know if that's a, a French style. I don't know. But it just, uh, some parts of it, rem, you know, reminded me, you know, little Madeline in a straight line and just the little, uh-huh. you know, having, I guess, I think she was, I don't know, maybe not an orphanage, but she was something. There was someone in. Yeah, I forget. It's been, a, it's been quite a while. Um but yeah, just yeah. just that. But even just that kind of art style. Sure, sure. Reminded me somewhat. Um, yeah, no, I I really liked it. Um, this is a movie that it's like there's a lot of um, foreign animated films that I just haven't seen, especially if it's not anime, because I've seen several anime films. But um, this was one of the ones I was most excited to see, so that's why I bumped it up high on the list. Um, and yeah. It, I can see why people talked it up. It's it's good. Yeah. It was it was nominated for best animated feature in 2014, um, running against I don't know several other things, but also Frozen, and it lost to Frozen. Mm. So, not surprising given the Academy, but yeah, the Academy's preferences. Yes, but you know, interesting different uh, art style and animation style that I've ever well, I'd say ever experienced. Winnie the Pooh has. Some, some some similarities sort of the watercolor yeah like but but yeah i but i i think it fit the i don't know just it, it was very interesting and i and i still really much yeah i just very much enjoyed it same same all right well uh so i think um our initial reactions we both recommend it yes i would recommend it um and now let's go to Let's get specific. So let's talk about that animation. Okay. Any anything coming to mind for you right off the bat? Well, again, just just so interesting because it was almost kind of I don't know at times, and I don't know if I'm if I'm articulating this correctly, but almost kind of like paint as you go. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, like even in even in the beginning, um, the scene kind of filled in as she's drawing it. Yes. You know, which was your initial introduction into this world so yeah like it yeah like sometimes the world would be kind of fully realized but other times it, it would be a little more minimalist yes in- yeah yeah it was really interesting so that 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 was just interesting but i the but the style again the the I don't know the way they drew the bear. They drew the little mice. Um, the yeah. worlds. I mean, just I really well liked done. how the um, how the underground mice world was designed. Um, yeah, just all the little gadgets they made and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, that uh, was really neat. Like the elevator where they yeah. they were walking along, and and even the streets crossing the bridges. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, it's not like I've been to Paris, France, or a lot of the uh, you know places in France, but things. 
pictures I've seen, movies I've seen, very reminiscent of what I would imagine, you know, the the cityscape and, you know, the, the streets, crossing bridges, just going around town. So I loved yeah. that mice town. And then how, when they got to a certain point where they stepped on, what was it made out of? But their their version of an elevator um, or kind of... Um, I'm, I don't know, like a belt almost it just kind of looped around yeah 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 and, yeah. I, and I, I like how even like some guy didn't or some, yeah there was some, some guy who was didn't. like sleepy or something yeah. and she kind of like tapped him and then he went on but then he apparently fell asleep again on the way up because he fell <laughs> off yeah, the other it like looped around and he fell off yes presumably he was okay <laughs> but yeah but even just so well done the the police uniforms, all of the clothes for the mice and the rats. Yeah, and, yeah. And just again, the way they did the shops and the shop signs and yes. just everything that the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked um, how they would kind of play with the how to say the solidity of things i don't know or or even just shadows like we in in the beginning the orphanage woman is you know telling the story of the big scary bear and her shadow is is like big and and scary looking not doesn't actually look exactly like her um yeah that was really good i like um like when the um there's a part where a bunch of um, mice are chasing after Ernest and Celestine, and and they're just kind of swarming. Oh, and that was so effective. yeah, yeah. The animation of that was like, oh, that's kind of terrifying. Yes. Like, that's just so many. Yes. And then we have like uh, Celestine has a nightmare later where she's literally in like a sea of mice. Yes. And like it would it would rise up and like kind of take the form of something and then crash back down on her and. Yeah, that was really cool. Like, and, they just really play with animation and a lot of stuff. Yeah, and when Ernest sunk into the bed. Yes, yes. When he was having his nightmare. Yes, it reminded me of Get Out, but you haven't seen that, so you don't know that reference. But, um, yeah, no, it was really cool. He just, like, sunk into the bed, and then suddenly, and then he was, like, kind of in, like, this water space, like, nothingness, and then suddenly it becomes, like, this fantasy world of candy (laughs) yes and then too you know there was a lot of play with colors like you said not only the shadows but with all the snow scenes yes and then when it would go from just a white out you know almost blizzard and snow into into something else yeah oh i loved the um the sequence where um she uh, celestine is doing her her painting and then Ernest is like playing um his instrument and it just kind of they 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 blend and like the the scene becomes the the paint and lines and stuff moving yes. to the music. Okay, yes, I know exactly. Yeah, what you're yeah, and about. there's like it's, it's a little bit of an extended sequence that does that, and then it ends up being the transition into spring at the end when the paint paint splotches end up creating the scene of of the little house on the hill or whatever where they where they are. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Yeah, very well done. Very powerful. Definitely. And, you know, we we started this whole podcast with the 1950 Cinderella. And similar to what they did sometimes with the simplicity of yeah. drawings and animation. This They were really willing to, like, let there be a, a, a minimal amount of visual and even audio information to convey the emotions. Exactly. Yeah. And it was powerful. And again, that... Uh, the synchronization of that that painting and and that combination of Ernest yeah. of Ernest playing his instrument and 
Celestine painting was yeah I just yeah. Loved it. Since we're kind of already talking about it, anyways, I, I just wanted to say the um, music composed by Vincent Courtois. Um, Courtois. I'm not sure how to say it for sure, but um, one of many, one of many Vincents who worked on this. I guess Vincent is a popular name in either France or Belgium or both, because there's like one, two, three. <laughs> like four or five Vincents that worked on this thing, um, at least. Uh, lots of Vincents. But anyways, yeah, um, the the music was, I think, fantastic. Like, there would be times that I would notice it more than others, but it was pretty much always... It was really good. Yeah, there was, what, there, I the music and the opening credits um, after the initial um, story about the bear, and then it's... it's um, Celestine and the uh, was it a feather or something that like was like floating up and the the music during there was really good the chase yes, scene where yes, he's I going through the mouse feather, town correct I yeah like there was just a lot of points where I was like oh this the music's just really good <laughs> it is and by the way to the first scene after he wakes up that we really get to see Ernest when he is playing all yeah. of those instruments in the park yes. and singing that was so well done again not not only with the instruments but just that oh it was hilarious I liked how it was really pulled back so he was really small in the frame for like pretty much that whole scene which sort of like there's sort of this visual language of like he feels small having to do this and nobody caring about him and all that sort of thing. I didn't think about that, but yeah, I think yeah. you're. I think. That's but then it's good. also like solid visual gags. There's a lot of, yeah, just funny stuff in here. So yes, I, re- I, I yeah. Let's start talking about the story and characters. I really liked uh, Ernest's character introduction and his shabby home and his lack of food and how grumpy he is. It was. A very good character introduction. I know. And how he keeps, I, I don't know, just the, the sneezes and whatever. And yeah. just making everything rattle. And then him just trying storming to, around after yes, he wakes and up. Just, yeah, just, just yeah, throwing everything around. Yeah, yeah. And and then even trying to eat the little bird. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those stares. Biggle, he stares at it and then it looks like a roast chicken or something like that. And he's like, need to eat that. Because he has no food. He's like yes. literally fighting birds over crumbs. Yes. So he wants... And then and then he tries to slap or you know squish the little bird and and it yeah does it get the crumbs I'm just trying to remember or just gets uh, away I don't called rem- it a I think scoundrel or rascal or something yeah something like that that was great but yes and he yeah his characterization and even too is what when he put all his clothes on and carried off his instruments when yes, he went yes. out the door for the first time. That was yeah. very well done. And, and then, then the scene where him and uh, Celestine meet um, was great. Or it's not Celestine. Yeah, wait. Celestine, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I and think I wrote was... her name like more than one way on my thing. That's my bad. Anyway, I was I'm like trying was to sleeping. type while I'm watching. She yes. she got she was trapped in the garbage. Yeah, can she now. got trapped into a garbage can yeah. because yeah, she got basically thrown out a window or she had to jump yeah, out a window she, and then the, she she went into uh, uh, the home of 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 this bear family um, and they ended up noticing her and then yeah, a bunch of the the dad chased her all around and then out the window. And then, yeah, and then put trash on top of her and then some kind of big um, Yeah, he didn't know stool. that he was putting it on top of her. He didn't exactly. know that she was in the trash. But, but yeah, she was she was kind of in the trash for a bit. And then he, like, came out and, like, put stuff on top of it. So she was strapped. Yes. And then, she, but her sleeping, she was, she was so, so precious. And, uh. and it was so well done. You know, thinking still of the animation. The way that kind of he poked at her when she was breathing. Yeah, yeah. And even the way her... her um, 
cloak and her dress yes. moved. It was it was beautifully yes. done. And that's where just that subtle animation. Exactly. And what impresses me about the animation, it could go from again being so simplistic mm-hmm. and just bare sketches to being to just moving beautifully yeah. like a piece of, you know, clothes or something would move. Yeah. Yeah, I think it feels like in some scenes they um I don't I don't know how much you know about animation, but the animating on twos and animating on a number um, has to do with like basically how many frames of animation they're doing per, I don't know, second, I think. Um, And, and if you do, if you're doing it on ones, then it's like super fluid animation and it's a little less fluid if it's on twos and and noticeably less fluid if it's on threes and so on kind of thing. But you can use, so sometimes a lot of times when people use them, it's a matter of budget because if you're doing it on twos or threes, then you're doing less drawings overall per second kind of thing. But um, it can also be used to to just give emphasis to things or to to it, it can it can just change the feel and the mood of the animation. And so there would be times where like she's like going through the city or whatever, and it's animated probably on twos or or something like that. Like it's animated fine, but it's a little bit more le- a bit a little bit less fluid. But then they'll have those the moments like you're talking about where he's looking at her in the in the garbage can and poking her, and and it's so fluid the movement and everything. Um, yeah, it's I think they made very very good use out of. Um, the amount of drawings that they put into this thing, you know, it's, it's gorgeous. Well, and, and great choices. You talked yes. about the, the dress ripping scene in the 1950s Cinderella oh, and yes. what powerful choices they made mm-hmm. and how they shot that. I think, again, they just made really good choices in this movie. Yes, definitely. Agreed. Um I, I liked when when he like picks her up and he's talking to her and he's like trying to eat her. Um, oh, and and at one point she just gives him a little slap and just yes. <laughs> that whole initial meeting was hilarious and very well paced. It, was, it was, it was. And just the dialogue was so beautiful and fluid. Yes. And especially since we were reading captions, it was just oh, yeah. very well done. Yes. Cause we watched it in its original, I, I, I think it's in French. Um, yeah. We watched it in their original language, even though it does have an English dub. Um, and, and yeah, the, the voice actors did great. Let me, what are the names of some of our voices here? Ernest is Lambert Wilson. Celestine is Pauline Bruner. Um, and they both did great. Like both of them. I know. Just, I had no, I mean, again, other than the captions, I, you know, had no idea what they were saying because I don't speak French, but just. But you could feel the emotion Exactly. Just beautifully fluid. I'm glad we chose to, to watch it this way. Yeah, same. it was worth Definitely, well, a good choice and well worth doing that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, and then I, I was just gonna say I love the character of Celestine. She's, I mean, she's she was amazing. She's and like again, spunky so, and adorable in equal measure. She's just yes, so good and so smart yes. and just such a she's she's just amazing personality and such a little artist. But yes. I just loved their relationship. I, I know, loved yeah, like that's the, the relationship heart. between. So, so oh it starts the first time they meet us. He's trying to dig through garbages because he's starving, um, and he finds her. Then tries to eat her, but she ends up can uh, she ends up um, getting hit, letting him into the cellar of the candy cellar guy, which is the family that she got kicked out of their house, their apartment, or whatever earlier. Um, there basically there's a bear family that's a dad who sells candy and a mom who across the street sells uh, teeth for people whose teeth have gone bad. And there's literally a scene where they're talking about like 
that's obviously very purposeful. Like he rots people's teeth with his stuff and then she sells them teeth, yes. um, which is kind of messed up. But um, And they she... don't let their child eat any yeah, candy because they want him to have a choice and he's going to inherit both stores. Yeah, yeah. And he's not very happy about this. No, he's grumpy because he's a kid. He wants to eat candy. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Celestine lets Ernest into the into the basement where the, the candy stored and he just is in hog heaven and just eats a whole bunch of it. Um, and then the next time they meet, he's um, in a police car being taken away because of the, the dad finds him in the cellar. <laughs> so the police take him away, but she's, she's up there because she got kicked out of the mice world. Cause she didn't bring back enough teeth. Cause the mice need teeth to fix. And need bear teeth. Need bear teeth because they're particularly strong. So they make the best replacements for the mice's te- uh, teeth, particularly their front two, um, as they get old and, and used and stuff. Uh, yeah, Which so they have to have to The survive. movie's weirdly focused on teeth. Um, yes. Um, and, and two, I think it's important to point out, their worlds are very divided. Yes. The bears, of course, live above ground and the mice live below ground. And, they, and, they, and like the, the mice especially will constantly tell stories of like how scary the, the big bad bear, the bears and, are. And bear Bears will eat, you know, 10, you know, 100 little mice. And Whereas the bears don't seem to often think about mice and even have them. There's like a basically a tooth fairy tale that they tell their kid when he loses his first tooth and, and the mice take them away. And it seems apparently the mice do do that. But I don't. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And that's why it's easy pickings for the mice to get the teeth because the bear children put their teeth under the pillow for the mice to take them away and that's obviously where supposedly that fairy tale came from right but then when they they actually meet mice they're like ew gross scary exactly exactly and like pests get out of here you know yeah no mice in my house even Ernest was like no mice and mice yeah are not allowed but he he gets arrested and taken and then she sees that and and rescues him out of the back of the police car um, and then it's, it's basically as she's doing it, like, will you do me a really big favor? Which is basically, she's not allowed to go back unless she brings back 50 teeth. No, but she, I thought it was 500 teeth. No, or was it, it, was it, it was just 50 teeth. teeth. Okay. Uh, she needs to bring back 50 teeth. And uh, she sees the store where the mom bear is selling the, the teeth. So she ha- has Ernest help her rob the place of teeth, basically. <laughs> yes. After literally a scene in which the mom says, um, at least my store's fine. Who would want to steal teeth? And immediately <laughs> it's the scene of them stealing teeth. And the scene's hilarious because she keeps wanting Ernest to be quiet and he keeps making a loud racket. Yes, he is loud with everything he does. He knocks into things. Even when he was looking for food, he was yeah. digging through and knocking over garbage cans and just tearing everything apart so interestingly Ernest is I would say the most bear-like as far as his personification just being what you would imagine a bear rampaging you know almost like a bull in a china shop but (laughs) he is he's you know again you know rampaging everywhere another thing sorry that's important that he points out a lot this is winter time and his point is that bears go to sleep they're particularly tired during winter and they go to sleep after sundown so he's not worried about being quiet yeah and so that makes sense when he she helped him go into the candy or the the basement of the candy store and he ate all the candy well then he get got very tired and went to, <laughs> went and to went sleep, to sleep. and so that's why they caught him and then after they steal stuff 
um, she needs his help bringing all the teeth back because it's heavy. Yeah, it's this huge bag and, of and teeth. And then, and then he, she's like, "You'll find your way out," and he's like, "Yeah, sure." But then he gets tired and goes to sleep in the orphanage. Yes, not, <laughs> yeah. So he wakes up in the orphanage, and that's where the mice catch him. Yeah. And- well, there's a yeah whole chase scene of, of the mice are like ah, and they're trying to get him and Celestine because they're like, "Celestine, you brought him here." Um, and so, so she helps him escape. So she yeah. jumps on Ernest, and she helps him escape. And they manage to get up to the to the upper world and then the bear police are like Ernest you yeah. and so then they're chasing them and there's the whole zany fun chasing and oh and in fact it is it was just hilarious again there was the first the interesting uh mice police swarming scene yes, which yes. was very powerful and kind of scary so they just hundreds thousands whatever come up uh, through the sewers and then they're they're in the in the upper world the bear world and the bear police are there and they're all like going after but then Ernest and Celestine get away and then all of a sudden the bear police realize and see the mouse police and, and vice then versa. Bo- and vice versa <laughs> and then both sides just kind of jump and yeah. stare at each other and then it's hilarious. and then the mice just kind of like slowly <laughs> slowly go, go back to the it was hilarious go back into the the manhole what do you call it yeah, yeah yeah the manhole and and slowly yeah start backing and going as they're into like glaring that. at each other the whole time it was it was hilarious and then yeah slowly um, putting the manhole yeah, cover yeah. back it was great. but Ernest and Celestine get away in a vehicle they stole Ernest keeps stealing things. <laughs> Um, they get away and they get back to Ernest's house and then Celestine basically is like, I'm going to stay here. I don't have a home to go back to. He and keeps, he's grumpy about it. Yeah, but. He keeps putting her out and then she's finally like, you know, you know, the they keep playing on the fairy tales because, again, yeah. the, the fairy tales... I guess just in the bear world is that mice are pests and, you know, and you can't get rid of them. Because she says, yeah, you know, yeah. the, you know the, the, the tales, you can't get rid of a mouse. Yeah. And then, of course, in the mice world, that bears are big, scary, and will and eat, eat mice. Eat mice yeah. And eat mice. Yeah. So, but anyway, so it's cute because she he keeps throwing her out the door or out the window and she keeps popping back in. Yes. And then finally it's cute because then she's like, fine, you know, do you have a cellar? And it's like, I'm going to stay down there. You have to yeah. stay up here. So that's where they initially make their peace. Right, right. And so then uh, a large... The, the the whole middle half of the movie basically is is them in that house like slowly um, getting to know each other and getting to appreciate each other and becoming very good friends. Yes. Um, and it's super adorable, um, particularly um, after Celestine has her nightmare and then as she wakes up, he's like holding her and like comforting yeah. her and say and saying, "No, it's it's me, not the nightmare." Um, it's very- and then he helps her with her artistic endeavors. I know. And they and eventually she has a little bed that's beside his and it's so cute. And her doll has her a doll bed beside her bed. so there's it and where do you think okay where did the little doll come from in the it was in the hat? cellar no, and it was in the cellar but it was so maybe precious. it was his when I he don't was know. a kid it seemed but tiny. i don't know yeah it seems yeah. tiny you know like her but it was so it was so precious uh oh, what was i thinking with the um oh they just very much then established a parent-child relationship almost it yeah. was just very endearing it was so cute just just precious. It was super, super cute. And she would cook for him. And then she'd, yeah. even in the morning, she'd like climb up on his, and she'd be like, big bear and bear has to eat. And I don't want yeah. the, you know, I want to live another day. I don't want the bear to eat me. And she'd climb up on his tummy and she'd feed yeah. him. And it was just. It was adorable. Yes. Oh, so cute. Yes. Very, very cute. Um, yeah. Anything else that you want to mention that's not spoilers before we go to the how's it hold up section? 
I'm just trying to think if they're, I, I guess I like the characters, the main characters, really the focus is on Ernest and Celestine because yeah, well, I mean, they're literally the title characters. Well, right. But what I meant by that is initially you kind of meet some of Celestine's uh, friends or in the orphanage with her. Of course, you meet the lady that runs the orphanage. That's yeah. I, well, what is that was a little bit terrifying. The stories they tell it, it's funny because it, it just got almost very graphic about this big bad bear. And again, it's yeah. using shadows and, and the, and the, you know, the rat lady is, is making these just I terrifying. she's a mouse lady. They're all mice. She looks like. They're okay. all mice. They're all mice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, the big mouse lady is making just the Maybe shadows. they're all rats. I don't know how much it matters. But I know. I know. Uh, but, well, anyway. There's a difference uh, but, between these two creatures in real life, but in this, I don't know. There was actually a, a part where they showed some stuffed animals of some other animals. And I'm like, where are these other animals? It seems to just be bears and mice in this world. Well, at one point, though, when and Ernest and Celestine are, are in the spring and they're like by the river before the big storm happened, you know, or like there was a storm. She was like saying something like, you know, it's beautiful the nature. Do you want to see it? And he's like, no, I'm good. Or, you know, yeah, he didn't want to. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that, I guess my point initially when I started was I didn't know if we were going to get to know her friends in the orphanage sure. better or even the kids that she was getting the teeth with. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because her world wanted her to be a dentist. Yes. Because again, teeth was. That seems was, to be the most prestigious Yeah, things. because yeah, that was the biggest thing in their society. Yeah. You know, it was all based on, you know, teeth and. Yes. And keeping your teeth because without your teeth, you you would die. Yeah, have yeah. To have, anyway, so they wanted the kids, I guess, to steal or, or to go collect the teeth. Probably smallest and quickest. I don't know. Yeah. And that seemed to be her job with they weren't children. They weren't kids like when they were in the orphanage, though. Like, she seemed to be a bit old. Like, the orphanage scene seemed to be a bit later. Like, probably years-wise. Right. They yeah. That was a little bit confusing, but... It's not clear how old she is at that point, but she's old enough to not be in the orphanage. Right, because, yeah, then she sees the orphanage from the distance, and then, of course, the children... That were in there when Ernest fell asleep and woke up seemed much, much smaller yes, and younger than yes. her. So, yeah, there was a time passage. Definitely. That, again, wasn't completely clear, but yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Um, I actually don't have any notes for this section. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Anything to you that that seemed like maybe it didn't hold up? Not really, because there wasn't much of any technology per se used. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was all personification with the bears, you know, and the mice or rats or, you know, whatever being, you know, acting like humans and, and having their own little worlds and their civilizations. But that being said, there wasn't, to me, any overt um, isms like they didn't. Yeah. Other than. Obviously I mean, the whole they story were... is based on, like, prejudice of, like, the mice and the bears. But, Correct. Like, there, there wasn't, like, any men in dress jokes or or any any gay jokes or anything. And there wasn't, like, the women, you know, did a certain thing. The men did a certain no. thing. There yeah. wasn't anything like that. Yeah, no. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you know, other than the woman at the or orphanage, you know, maybe the stereotypical a woman running the orphanage, but... I mean, that's, that's not yeah, really... Yeah, even that feels like that, a bit of a stretch. stretch. Exactly. Just, that's, yeah. that's a bit of a stretch. So, no, I mean, I, I would say it holds up very well. I think it, it transcends time. I mm -hmm. think in another 10, 20 years, it would still be holding up. 
I would like to note that um, all the cops had batons instead of guns because Europe is an idyllic place compared to the United States and all of our super armed police force. And that I didn't mind at all. Yeah. It was it was nice. I mean, because even too, another thing is all the times that Ernest got arrested, it's not like he was beat up or he yeah. was, yeah. you know, in fact, in fact, it was even funny when they were at one point trying to put him in the, the van or, you know, the van <laughs> and, the, and he wanted the candy jar yeah. and he kept coming out of the candy jar. They're pulling him back in. But eventually they tied but him up. But it's not up. like they like beat him up. Yeah. They just tied him up because yeah. he was like, he wouldn't stay. Exactly. Yeah. So they finally tied him up and closed the door. So yeah. in that sense that, you know. That was refreshing. No police nice. brutality. Exactly. <laughs> really appreciated that. Yes. <laughs> yes, very much. All right. Well, uh, then let's go to our spoiler alert. Skip to. 41 minutes and 32 seconds. All right. So let's talk spoilers, which is, is pretty much just the end of the movie. Um, basically, at, at the end, after, after extended scenes of them getting to know each other in the house, um, the police, both the bear police and the uh, mice police, find them, but they find them. He's high, Ernest, um, Celestine has Ernest hide in the cellar, um, and then she puts on a bear mask and tries to pass herself off as a small bear to the bear police. But basically the mice are tunneling through the ground and they tunnel into the basement. So the mice discover Ernest and the bears discover Celestine when her mask flo- floats away in the wind. Um, so they both get taken by the opposite police force. Um, and then both of the police forces are like, where, where is the other one? Uh, cause they both want them and they refuse to give each other up because they're best friends at this point. Yes. Um, and, and it's, and it's cute. The scene that reveals them, I think is the only thing that's kind of funny is wouldn't make sense because they had the getaway van was a bright red and so it was winter when they left and it was ended up being of course covered with snow so when the spring came around little celestine was like you know this you know it's a bright red yeah they're gonna see the the van and so she was such a great little painter so she painted it to be a perfect blending in with the forest then there's a big storm and a rainstorm and so the you the know paint. The, van, the paint comes yeah. down on you know start you know gets washed and off the van. And the rock van. that's holding the because the van's like parked on a hill and a rock is behind one of the wheels keeping it there. But the rock sinks into the ground because of the rain, and so the car just like flies backwards and ends up crashing into. Ends up going all the way in, into town and crashing into the candy keeper's shop. Yeah, the the original which they stole the van and leaves from. a paint trail. Right, so that that's what again was like, hmm, because the paint again goes down to about the bottom third of the van, and then again leaves a paint trail all the way from yeah. their house all the, the way into town. But the paint trail doesn't get washed away yeah. for some reason. So yeah, the paint trail still there yeah. even when the sun comes out. It just yeah, this, this paint trail. Silly. So that's how they find them. How uh, they find what they yeah, called yeah. their hideout. But yeah, Ernest's house up in in the nice like woods area yeah, outside yeah. of town. Um, I liked um, I liked the bear judge. He had a a very prolific chest. Yeah, <laughs> it was looked very fluffy, and I wanted yeah. to touch it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I also liked the symmetry with um, there's there's a gag at the beginning of the movie where the um, orphanage 
woman is is telling her story and she has uh and one of her teeth comes out and then the children can't understand her and then the and then the the children start being can you hear her i can't hear her and one's like oh i can hear her be quiet so i can hear her and they're like you can't actually hear her and then they start getting to a pillow fight so in the court scene, there's a, a mirror sort of image um, where one of the um, one of the, the uh, one of the uh, mice is talking and and their tooth falls out and then the jury basically has the same exact argument and then they start fighting each other, sort of showing that their the maturity of of what they're doing here is on par with children is yeah. sort of the parallel there. I, yeah, I would agree. And by the way, with the pillow fight and the feather, it was feathers that rose. Yes, all the you're way. right. That's yeah. yeah. That, that, after the pillow scene is the feather that rose. Yes, yes, you're and right. Showed, and that was supposed to be the passage of time, I guess. Yeah, but, I guess so. Yeah, but anyway, so yes, and then in the court scene, and also the parallel was interesting because the mice courthouse was directly below the bear, the courthouse, bear courthouse, which I'm sure wasn't purposeful because they don't seem to like really be super aware of each other's societies as far as the specifics but but the trial was then going on at the same time yes of course yeah so and then and then too with all the chaos and i don't remember what initially started it but then a fire breaks out like a lamp gets knocked over or something and was it when the when the jury was fighting i'm not sure but might have been i forget might have been and then that courtroom gets on fire and everyone leaves other than the judge because he's such in a rant and yeah, little, he's like ranting about be quiet and, and like uh, guilty and burr burr and and little celestine saves him I and mean, she keeps well no, well no that no, happens no, no, in no, the no, mice court you're right you're right that was and the then the, because it's directly below the flames like go up and then set the above courtroom on fire and everyone leaves and yeah basically there's a parallel where Ernest ends up saving the, uh, the mice, mice, the mouse judge, and Celestine ends up saving the bear judge. Correct. Sorry, yeah, and I said that, yeah, incorrectly because, yeah, in the in the bear judge, yeah, once that gets on on fire, he won't. Neither judge will see reason. Both of them, right? Are in, They're in both a rant. so focused on on their hate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, but everyone and their prejudice about you know, yeah, and because right M- before my, mouse and bear shouldn't be together. Exactly, and right before that happened, that's when both. Ernest and Celestine really called them out saying, you just don't want our us to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want our friendship or whatever they said with that. Yeah. And, and then they weren't, they didn't like that being pointed out. To right. Them. But then the way I liked what, how, when she said she saved the bear judge, um, by like, uh, some of the back of him was on fire and he wasn't, noticing at the time and she like scurries up a thing and then has a big um the big banner behind him like fall on him and put out the fire um and then he like realizes what's happening and is like oh you saved me and then like he holds her and then just very calmly walks as this whole place is on fire and falling apart and he's like if we survive this what do you want for this exactly <laughs> um, but he's just like how calm he was as he just calmly walked out like no hurry even though everything is burning and falling and then like literally he walks out the front door and the whole thing like kind of collapses behind him yeah the whole building exactly and then the people and in both both worlds all the people are outside the courthouse just looking and and then they didn't help the judges it was only the bear and the mouse that that helped save the opposite judges 
And so accordingly, the judges then said, what do you want? And then yeah. Yeah, the mouse judge said the same to Ernest. What do you and they're want? Like, to live with the, yeah. to live with Ernest or Celestine, whichever, whoever was talking. And then it was just this wonderful, precious scene because then Ernest comes up from underneath yes. in, in the mice world and little, little uh, Celestine, you know, they call each other and go running to each yes, other. And, and I love, what I loved about it was, um, the use of minimalism is as she runs up to him, literally the whole world fades away and it's just a white background with just them. Yes. And, and as, as they embrace and are, and are so happy to see each other and there's literally nothing else in the frame is just them so that that's all you're focusing on. And also I took it to like, kind of symbolize that that's the only thing in that moment that mattered to them too. Their whole world was just them. Yeah. It was so good. So wonderful. And, and then then it ends with them deciding to write the book, but yeah, but writing a book about their how they met, but they changed some stuff. Yeah, because he doesn't want to, you know, it to be that. Like I tried or, to or eat thinks, you. Yeah, or maybe even Celestine is like, I think that would be too scary. Oh yeah, no, because he because he was like that was kind of funny. She's like, it wasn't funny to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't funny. It was just yeah. So it just so we just get to they get to be together. Yes. And, and live their lives and. And two, they had so much in common as far as the the art. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk was, about yeah, that. Yeah, he's a musician. Yeah, and and, and, and I guess so. An that's actor. that's a huge part of the reason that he comes around on her is because he notices that she is also an artist and not appreciated in her world for it. Her art is is visual, and his is musical. Um, and he he also wanted to do theater, I think he said. Um, but we mostly see him doing music stuff. But but yeah, he performance art, I guess you could say, was his thing. Um, but yeah, like that was kind of how they bonded initially. Yeah. Was... So I guess if you're looking at themes, it was just kind of again two underappreciated little uh, beings in their world. Yeah. They weren't. They were outcasts. They were alone because yeah. no one really again cared about them nor appreciated their talents. Right. And tried yeah, to... like the 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 in the mice world they literally like threw away her notebook where she was drawing stuff because that's what they thought about it compared to what she should be doing it's getting teeth. Yes, and when Ernest was playing with all of his instruments, it was a combination of a well, I don't He had know. like a big drum on the back and he had an accordion on his foot and then what was the was other Was it a fiddle? Or yeah, a, I think it was a, or a violin. Or a vi- violin. Yeah, I think he was playing a violin and then singing. So when what and happened? He would move to the side, and it would the the thing on the drum would hit. So that's how he played the drum, even though his hands or whatever weren't on it. So when he was in the park trying to to earn money by playing, then this police van they all hopped out and they confiscated <laughs> all of his instruments. That was so sad. It was so sad. And with because he literally he like because he's playing, and then a, a police guy walks by and. He stops and he looks like he's just standing there, you know, kind of whistling, like him not being suspicious. And the <laughs> police guy like walks out of the scene and then he starts singing and and says a line about like, um, you know, uh, as long as the the police don't come in and stop me or whatever. And then immediately like a police right, thing ca- pulls up in front of him and they come out and they just take all of it. All of his sad. instruments. And then in little Celestine's world, they take her sketchbook and, yeah. and her, you know, pencils and all of that and tell her again, she needs to be a dentist right. or, or a dentist apprentice or whatever, yeah, but whatever go get the teeth. She needs to go get the teeth. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's important. So yeah. So then what's wonderful is the life that, 
Ernest and Celestine live, they just, it's filled with music and painting yes. and yes, and happiness. So, yes. It's beautiful. It is. I loved it. I loved it. Anything else, spoiler stuff that you want to mention before we go to overall consensus? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think there was really any other big themes or, or big big scenes. It just, yeah, just well done. And yay, they got to live happily ever after as yes. little artists and buddies. Right. And... Well, then let's go on to our overall consensus. I think it's safe to say that we both still recommend it. Yes. But let's uh, let's do our star scale. Uh-huh. What are you going to do, Mom? Gosh, this is Where a Where are you going to put this one? Oh, this is a toughie because it's a different animation style that I'm used to. I mean, that doesn't make it better or worse. I well, just, sure. yeah. Um, very enjoyable. Very... Um, wonderful. That's sort of, to, to be frank, part of the reason of doing this podcast is because I want you and hopefully listeners to like, if if you if listeners like listen and actually watch the stuff that we recommend, um, like to experience all that the world of animation can provide. Um, like right right now in in the West in particular, like there's a very strong focus only on computer animation which is is great and can be gorgeous and we did a bonus episode on coco where we where we talked about how gorgeous that was like clearly that can be great but in the process it's like all other forms are being ignored and i mean admittedly like um stop motion animation has has always been a a little fringe unfortunately even though there's a ton of of great ones, but, but traditional animation almost doesn't even exist really in the West anymore, um, outside of television. But in, as far as feature films, they just don't make them like that anymore. Um, and that's really a shame because that medium has its own strengths and weaknesses compared to computer animation and to just completely ignore it is, is just a bummer. It's, it, it just sucks. Um, and so like, yeah, that's part of why I want you to watch these movies with me is so that you can see all that it can do, you know, like obviously we've all seen Disney stuff and we've seen, um, Pixar stuff, but like to also see what Japan does with, with Miyazaki's works, with other artists works. Cause we'll definitely get to other artists, not just uh, studio Ghibli, um, to, to see what people in the rest of the world are doing. Like, yeah, even I haven't really seen most of that. Like I haven't, I hadn't seen Ernest and Celestine. I hadn't, mm-hmm. I haven't seen really any French films or, um, yeah, I don't Scottish, know I... Irish. Um, I don't know. There's different, there's different countries in the world that are making, that are making animated films. And a lot of the time they're doing it in traditional animation or at least, um, I say traditional animation, 2D animation. Sometimes it's done with a computer. Sometimes it's drawn by hand, but like not computer animated where it's a 3D figure and all that. Yeah, I just... Correct. Yeah. And again, I'm I very passionate seen... about it. <laughs> I know. Yes. No, you are. And, and, and as well, I mean, as you should be, because it's an amazing medium. I would say... Uh, because when I combine everything again, I, sure. I feel like they animated it, the choices they made and, yeah. and, and the, um, with all the way, everything that was done, the storyline, the way I felt emotionally, how mm-hmm. much I was caught up in the characters and the story. I think it was just beautifully done. Yeah. It was, it was a lovely, lovely movie, just delightful to watch and powerful really in it, in it of its own way. So I think I would put it at a, a 4.5. Nice. Very nice. I think that's honestly same. 
4.5. I think it's very good. Like it's, this is, this is just a genuinely enjoyable movie. There's nothing like that, that I noticed that's like gross and not going to stand the test of time about it. There's nothing. I don't know. It's just, it's great. It was, it was really, it was really fun and a treat to watch. And, um, I get why people talked about this one and why it was, and why it was nominated for an Academy Award and everything. Um, better than Frozen question mark. Yeah. It's been admittedly been a while since we've seen Frozen, but I would say because to me it was not, it was not just, not that Frozen had tons of cliche storylines, but did to some extent. I just think it was so creative that I I do think that artistically. It certainly was more creative with the character designs than Frozen, who apparently could only make one woman and then slightly modify her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I just I think it was so creative and so well done. And I do like Frozen. Yeah. Oh, like, I do too. To clarify, and, and two is you know visually there's just such a distinct dif- difference between two D oh. and three D animation. Oh, 100%. I mean, so so you're they both comparing... have strengths and weaknesses, exactly. and they both they have. I mean, they can both of them can kind of look like almost anything, but they both inherently definitely look different from each other. You know, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's better than Frozen too, and I, I like Frozen, but yeah. like, let's let some other people win the Academy Awards sometimes. But ugh, well, that's far from the only problem with the Academy Awards. So pff, yeah, we don't need but to no, go there. I, I, but I think I would, I think I would agree with that. Better I than really Frozen, would. four point five from both of us. Yes, this is a great movie, it's and great if you movie. haven't seen it, you should find it, watch it. It's great. Um, I have no idea if the English dub is good or not, but I, I mean. Generally speaking, if you can get the as close to the original as you can, like to get the true original experience, you would need to be fluent in French. But, <laughs> but yes. barring that, if you have subtitles and watch it with the French voice acting, that's the closest you're going to get to the original thing. And generally speaking, like, I think it's okay to... I mean, not just okay. Like, it's totally fine to watch it in whatever language is convenient for you. But... I think if you really want to to get as close to what the artist wanted to do as you can, then then do that with the original voice language. Yeah, because the yeah. voice actors and actors. Paul Giamatti really... is in the English dub. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but again, it, you really do feel the emotion, even though I don't understand yeah, the great. language. You can you can the voice actors were yeah. right um, because and it they can be. It's, I guess powerful. I just the the thing that worries me with dubs is just that sometimes they're really good and sometimes they just really miss the mark with with who they cast for different roles or just the emotion that, that they give into the scenes can, can just be different. So I generally like to watch that original, you know? Well, not to even mention that not all languages transfer the oh, same. 100%. So you, you have can to lose so much connotation and context, which, I, mean, I think, even, in some Even ways. with the process of translating to do subtitles, you're going to lose some of it. That's that's just the name of the game, unfortunately. Although these, I think these subtitles were good, but I also am not fluent in French, so I don't know exactly how accurate they are. But there's always got to be some amount of changes. But still, yeah. I like hearing what the original voice actors wanted to do, which is, you know, what the original production wanted. Um, yeah, but regardless, even if you watch it with the English dub, just watch it because it's good. But uh, if you can find the French one, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I'd yeah, recommend it. It was wonderful. It's, it's just been an awesome day. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, um, next time 
Um, we will go where it's hotter uh, for like three episodes, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it'll be a good, it'll be a fun ride, I think. Okay. Um, Sounds so next good. time. All right. Love you, sweetie. <laughs> Love you Y'all too, take Mom. care. Yes. Bye. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.